0: We have a story here about the human heart in its broadest sense. Reverend Bill Carter, jazz pianist and pastor, tells us a true tale about a dear friend of his. In December 1988, he writes, the world almost lost Dave Brubeck. Yes, that Dave Brubeck, the world famous jazz musician. He was having a series of heart episodes and under the care of a cardiologist named Lawrence Cohen. Dave kept putting off bypass surgery because of his concert schedule, but the delay was not doing him any favors. Finally, Dr. Cohen ordered him to a hospital in Connecticut. The night before the surgery, Dr. Cohen stopped in to see his world-famous patient. It was 10.30, and the cardiologist walked in to discover Brubeck with music manuscript paper scattered all over his bed. He was writing a piece of music because he couldn't sleep. Dr. Cohen said, What are you doing? It's the night before your surgery. Dave looked up and said, I'm writing out one of your psalms. What can you do, Lord? Can the dust praise thee if you put me down in the pit? And joy will come in the morning. Psalm 30. The next day, the surgery went well, and months later, Dave took Dr. Cohen to the premiere of the piece. It was a large-scale composition for choir and orchestra called Joy Comes in the Morning. Brubeck dedicated the piece to his cardiologist. And at one point in the performance, Brubeck began to smirk. Suddenly, Dr. Cohen realized why. Dave had created a bass line for the piece from a transcription of his own irregular heartbeat. Right in the middle of the performance, both of them laughed out loud words of reverend bill carter about his late friend dave brubeck from day 1.org. dave brubeck is known for his complex rhythms all we have to do is think of take five but in this story brubeck takes the complex rhythms of the heart his heart and weaves them into a composition about the complexities and mysteries of our human lives So even the threat of death becomes a foundational element in the symphony, the tapestry of our lives. And this is that piece. The rhythm of our lives, that's a rhythm that Bill Carter believes we need to consider and feel and experience as humans not deny the pain, the fear, and all the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. In fact, only in experiencing them can we feel the fullness of what it means to be human. And Bill Carter contends that so many jazz musicians are willing to wrestle with that tension, that paradox. Dave Brubeck. And for over three decades, Carter and his band have been offering the community a chance to celebrate the rhythm of the seasons as we move from summer to autumn and the rhythms of our lives at the annual Labor Day Jazz Service at the First Presbyterian Church of Clark Summit. As we'll learn, Carter has a great deal of respect for the late trumpeter Lee Morgan. Lee Morgan is a Pennsylvania native, and Carter and his musicians will move us with a tune like "Melancholy," the meditative side of Lee Morgan, and they'll have us laughing and filled with high, high spirits as they celebrate with cornbread. We had a chance to speak by phone with Reverend Bill Carter about the Labor Day tradition in Clark Summit and how it came about.
1: It began actually as a desperate request for a substitute organist. And I agreed and said yes. And then the organist said, are you going to jazz up the hymns? And then the sparks began to fly in my imagination. I think that was 32 years ago in the same place. So, yeah, it's, it's fun. And, you know, the first question I had to contend with is repertoire. What, what does one play if one is taking jazz into a worship service? Do we simply mess up the hymns, syncopate them a little bit, or is there other material? And that has generated a wealth of music and resulted in featuring a variety of musicians. This year, Lee Morgan, uh, not widely known outside of the jazz circle, and an astonishing trumpeter, and a native of Philadelphia.
0: That Philadelphia scene, that's terrific. And Coltrane, of course, had Philadelphia ties.
1: That's right. They were good friends, and uh, Jimmy Heath and Percy Heath, the Heath brothers, all kinds of folk, and an astonishing trumpeter. A great technical facility, hard-swinging solos, very creative, and as I discovered as I explored his music more and more, a tremendous composer.
0: And you have a chance to talk to us about what he created and what you're going to share with us. But for example, playing with Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers, was he already fully formed as a player when he joined them? He, he grew
1: very quickly as a musician. You know, by the late 50s, he was recording under his own name. He was recording and traveling daily with Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers and created friendships with a lot of other notable musicians, like John Coltrane, of course, uh, Wayne Shorter, the noted sax player, um, Herbie Hancock, that whole kind of staple of jazz musicians. Most of them recorded for the Blue Note Jazz label which uh, was a label that developed an identifiable sound, kind of hard swinging, finger snapping, bluesy, and early uh, R&B, actually, and a kind of flavor.
0: He had a short life, and you've talked with us a number of times about jazz musicians who don't get to live out their full lifespan as we would have hoped they would.
1: Right. That, that's part of the tragedy and part of the intriguing quality of this year's Focus. Yes, he, he was actually shot gunned down by his common-law wife in his early 30s during a break during a jazz set in New York City. And tragic, and, and that followed years and years of years of struggling with uh, heroin addiction. You know, part of the curiosity I have about jazz musicians is that there's something about creativity that emerges out of chaos. There's something beautiful that forms out of brokenness, and uh, I want to explore that this year, both in the music and the way that we uh, structure the worship service.
0: When we read about Lee Morgan, they often cite his motto, Burn like there's no tomorrow.
1: Oh, yes, yes, uh, and threw himself deeply into the music, and, you know, that's, that's one of the recurring mottos for a lot of jazz musicians, uh, that the music is more important than they are. That they're participating in something deep and powerful and emotive and, and human, and that many of them will live with deprivation or difficulties in order to keep creating the music. I mean, it's the sort of thing that happens, uh, you know, with, with a lot of artists. I think of French painters. I think of poets in the Bronx. I I think of folks who have given themselves so deeply to the music that they almost need somebody to to take care of the the daily details.
0: We might think, Bill, automatically of John Coltrane, who had a clear spiritual search, ascension, and those sorts of pieces, exploration in that way. Mm -hmm. Did Mm -hmm. Lee Morgan in any obvious way? Have music rooted in a sense of a spirit of some sort?
1: Um, Hard to say, really, and it's hard to say on behalf of people I've never met. But there's almost a a gospel quality to a lot of his music. Uh, In fact, some of it resembles early gospel music. You can almost hear somebody hitting the tambourine on beats two and four, and uh, there's a soulfulness and a deep humanity and pathos. The only place I've heard that outside of jazz has been actually the Psalms of Israel, where the poet will speak so honestly of their pain, and then in the thick of that, something beautiful turns and uh, a metaphor is revealed, or we learn something about the holy which has grounded us or holds us or heals us. And so I, I find a lot of implicit spirituality in Morgan's music and uh, in, in people who come from that same school of thought. Certainly, if you're traveling all the time as a musician and you're working mostly in the evenings, it's real hard to um, get up to go to church, even if you have the inclination. But there's something in their art form that bubbles up and blossoms, actually, it. it It touches the heart, it uh, cures the soul, and it builds diversity and healing while it's modeling what it's like to work with other people.
0: And so what choices have you made then for us to join you at First Presbyterian Church?
1: Well, most of the music is going to reflect that kind of paradox of joy bubbling out of pain. First piece right off is uh, probably his most famous, a tune called The Sidewinder, and he was recording one day with some of his companions, and they were running a little short on a full album's worth of music, and Morgan disappeared, and they realized he was in the restroom, and... They waited and they waited and they waited, and, you know, should we go knock on the, on the door? What's going on? And suddenly he emerges with a big smile, and he has written this tune on a um, strip of toilet paper. No joke. And it became his most famous tune, The Sidewinder. You know, when inspiration hits, it's going to hit wherever you are. And any creative person learns to chase that, chase that moment, try to notate it. So he's he's kind of a remarkable figure. We have a a calypso called Eclipso, which is a joyful piece. We're going to, uh, while we celebrate the sacrament of communion, there's a piece of his called Melancholy, Lee as an L-E-E, which is uh, full of the pathos, I think, of the crucifixion. But at the same time, it's offset by one of his wonderful compositions of Bossa Nova called Ciora and then we wind everything up at the end with a hand clapping finger snapping tune called Cornbread it uh, sounds like its title what i what i really like about his artistry he he brings the, uh, the finest musical competence to these moments and sparkles of creativity and he does it in a way that inspires the rest of the folks who are playing with him uh, that's that's One of the things I look for in jazz is, uh, what does this performance spark? Uh, What's happening in the little community of creators? And how does that spill into the room to affect those who are listening?
0: That's a tremendous image because we know about what's sometimes referred to as the divine spark. Well, well, and I think, uh,
1: I, I really believe that musicians and artists and poets and writers have a responsibility to share the spark they've received with the community that uh, beholds them. And it should be done for sake of honesty, but also ultimately for the sake of goodness. Jazz musicians will speak sometimes of the truthfulness of their music. And by that, I mean complete honesty. They do not hold back. If they're feeling the blues, here it comes. If they're taking delight, they're gonna share it and put it into the air.
0: Don't we need that kind of honesty in our lives in this world?
1: Absolutely. It's a corrective to all the duplicity, all the lies that uh, get tossed into the air every single day. A musician who is a liar is usually perceived pretty quickly by the peers as as a fake, as someone who's not to be taken seriously. And if they tell the truth, it inspires those around them. I think that's remarkable, at every level of what it means to be human, and these days what it means to be American.
0: Even if it takes us places, the music in this case takes us places that are hard places to go, as you talked about the pain. Well, that's right.
1: That's right. Uh, We sing three hymns with the jazz band. Uh, I write the arrangements every year. Two of them this year are in deep, minor keys. One's uh, a Jewish melody, Leone, and the text is the God of Abram Praise." The last one is another one, uh, the days are surely coming. It's a prophetic text that looks ahead. And in between them, sandwiched between them, is there is a balm in Gilead. As soulfully as we can play it, uh, just, just to broker that emotion and that passion in the room.
0: And you say, we. Tell us who will be with you.
1: Well, I have some of my my best musical friends with me. We have Jeff Stockham taking the part of Lee Morgan. He's a great trumpeter from Syracuse, a good, good friend. Uh, Tom Hamilton, our notable friend on tenor saxophone, and we're going to have him play flute on a tune or two. Uh, And then the dynamic duo of Joe Michaels on bass and Tyler Dempsey on drums. It's going to be a great band part of our little crispy bop umbrella of musicians. And uh, I'm just very proud of these guys and, and what they create and what they create together.
0: And you wouldn't have them around you if they weren't filled with musical integrity and human integrity and that you all are trusting each other enough to be honest and go to those places, wonderfully delightful and the reverse.
1: Uh, you're, you're awfully sweet to say so. I. I wouldn't be around them if I, if I couldn't learn something from them, too. You know, there, there's something about the internal dynamics of a jazz group that uh, really invites the musicians to offer their best and to contribute their best.
0: Where do we find you and when?
1: We are playing at First Presbyterian Church in Clark Summit. That's at 300 School Street. You can find us through our website, FPC. Dot and if you go to that website, you also find a link where you can take part in the service by watching it on YouTube, either in real time or later, at your own preference. It's, it's a very open congregation and accessible. It's interesting. We, we get all kinds of folk, including those who don't have a church home. They come and they say, well, this church is my church this Sunday. And we have others who say, "Any church that's crazy enough to do something like this, I want to find out more." So that's what we do. It's great fun, and it keeps rolling along. And it's it's thrilling, actually. It is uh, rare that a church would be full on Labor Day weekend, but that's been our experience year after year after year. And uh, we try to, to mix it up a bit and offer a variety of music over the over the course of the years. This is also. This is always my mad scientist laboratory. I try out new things with these guys uh, on this weekend. And, um, you know, they, they never let me down. They always surprise me. And we all emerge feeling healed and cured and animated and energized and ready, of course, for autumn to come.
0: The Reverend Bill Carter, pastor of the First Presbyterian Church of Clark Summit, jazz pianist and leader of the Presby Jazz Ensemble, inviting the community to experience the music of the powerful imaginative trumpeter Lee Morgan, woven into the Sunday morning service this weekend, September 3rd at 10 a.m. In person or online, for more information on the web, fpccs.org fpccs.org You'll hear Bill Carter playing this line. That's Labor Day at the First Presbyterian Church of Clark Summit, School Street in Clark Summit. You'll have a chance to hear a number of tunes by Lee Morgan, the great trumpeter, sometimes called hard bop trumpeter. The pianist will be Bill Carter, who leads his ensemble, the presby bop jazz ensemble. And you'll hear the sidewander, eclipso, Melancholy, Siora, and this tune, Cornbread, to send everybody out into the beautiful day. For more information on the web, fpccs.org, fpccs.org.